Hello and welcome to sex time. Welcome to sex time. Welcome to sex time. Yep. This again. We're here. But should we be? No. But we could have cut that audio out with some recording software. You know, and Will yelled at me today about the sound quality of this thing. Shout out to Will. Yeah, shout out to Will in response to him shouting at me. Uh, The sound quality on this is garbage. Have you even listened? Jordan says it's really hard to listen to. That's why he actually offered to research and purchase some software and equipment for us to use. Yeah, and Will offered money too. So these are the Caspit Mortensen sponsorships that we have wanted. Maybe we should take them. The Red Pinafore. The... Uh, what were the other fake brands we came up with? I don't know, but if somebody pays for us to have better equipment, say whatever they want. It's not RX bars. It's uh, PQ bars. Uh, I don't care. Get us, get, give us some money. We need it, obviously. Well, I mean, Jordan will, but last time we talked, you said no. I didn't. Yeah, we were at the zoo. And I kept bringing it up, and you kept saying, like, well, how would that work? Well, how would we do it? Well, most of that software is just this kind of thing. No, so I just wanted to know what he had in mind, because if we need to, and I actually looked this up a little bit earlier today, I was thinking what would make the most sense without us having to, like, employ a lot of logistics into it would be for us to get maybe some, like, headsets that have really great sound quality that um, attach to our phones. So they pick up good sound and we just continue doing things like we're doing right now. Um, If we have to do stuff with like actual software and computers, that becomes a little bit more difficult for me since I don't really have a computer. Right. Jordan offered to do the equalizing and editing. What? Yeah, I told you that. You said that the zoo was hot and you didn't want to talk about it. or (laughs) That sounds like me. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember you saying that. Uh, so Jordan, uh, sorry, I um, was really bad at listening, but it was really hot, uh, and I'm bad at everything. So I was also hot, but I still think it's a good idea. No, it's definitely a good idea. So, um, do we have two benefactors then? Should we get Will and Jordan in touch with each other? Um, I'm sure they soon shall be. Anyway. Oh. Are you making them become bros? No. Uh, Will's teaching me woodworking. And you're building Jordan a casket. No, I'm building Marcy a casket. Oh, God, no. Oh, this wasn't supposed to be real. Yeah, it is. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) So the first episode is called Four Women and a Funeral. Whoa, I think this is the first time you've provided the episode title. Yeah, well, it was just all of a sudden really apropos. So in this episode, uh, do you want to do the synopsis or do you want me to? I don't know. It's like the theme is death this time and somebody meets a man at a cemetery and somebody gets defrauded or something. And there's like a metaphorical social death. I think that the biggest theme of this is that people have some very inappropriate reactions towards death in this episode. I wouldn't ever say that anybody is grieving in the wrong way, but they're 
Don't seem to be grieving. No, they're not. They're not grieving. Inappropriate reactions towards death, like uh, being turned on by a guy having lost his wife, and how still, you know, smitten with her that he is. That seems kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's weird move from Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte's weird in this episode. So, okay. Yes, this episode. Yeah, well, I mean, normally she's like the one with the rules. And I think one of her rules would be don't pick up someone at a gravesite. But, you know, whatever. She's a New York woman in the 90s. So don't put a label on her, even though she's the brunette one. So, um, I guess she is. Yep. So there's a funeral. It's a, a fashion designer that Carrie knows. And apparently you are supposed to wear his designs to the funeral and smoke and uh, talk shit and uh, critique how uh, much of a glow up his sister had when she's giving a eulogy. Um, she might be one of the, uh, like the, she's probably given the most speaking parts a person of color has had so far in this show. I did see another person of color. Oh, yes. I think one of the grave diggers or a food vendor. Yeah. There, seriously, let's find I'll find you that Jezebel posts with all of the people of color and <laughs> insects in the city. Oh, boy. Um, Carrie, no. Uh, Charlotte borrows Samantha's hat. Samantha's entire outfit costs two grand, by the way, which disgusting. And Carrie, oh, I keep mixing them up. Wow, I've started to do the Sex in the City, what I did with Adventure Time. Uh, Charlotte borrows the hat. It blows off her head and onto the grave of a woman. And her grieving husband is there. And apparently they're going to go get drinks. It's called Four Women in a Funeral, but Miranda's not there at all. Because she's in the middle of buying a house and being constantly, or an apartment, and being constantly reminded of her single woman status. And then she almost chokes. Um, and she's afraid she's going to die alone. And, uh, this may have had some resonance with my... Yeah, life. was this relatable for you? A, a little bit. I, I mean, have, it's got the cats and everything. I have had the moment where I, like, read the article about how to avoid choking if you live alone. And one of the things is cut your food into smaller bites. And I'm like, huh, I really have never thought of that. And, oh, I really should do that. Because... Like, today, I was eating cherries at work, and one of them went down the wrong way. (laughs) And that was with people around me. And I eat cherries all the time. I'm going to die alone. That's funny. I watched you eat your whole lunch. I didn't even notice. No, at at my desk. Oh. I didn't have cherries at our lunch meeting. I wasn't paying that much attention. Oh, uh uh-huh. I see how it is. Was it because the meeting room was too hot? No, I thought the meeting room was okay. It's a callback. To okay. what? That it's a thousand degrees out and we live that in I hell? Was, that I was too hot at the zoo to pay attention to you. Oh. I, yeah, I mean, blame it on the heat. Um, Weren't you just telling me you're reading a book about, like, the root cause analysis of your trub? Uh, I... Sort of, yes. I, I was going to save that for my pop culture uh, recommendations. But I am reading a book about um, 
that kind of ties into some of the like personality types and tendencies. And it's called the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. And mine is uh, the obliger, which is I will do anything if it's an expectation put on me by another person, which is why customer service is a place where I really excelled. Um, But if it's an expectation I've given to myself, I am very bad at following through with it. Because yeah, I promise to my tracks, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm always a little wary of like the four this or the five that or the seven principles of whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Because there's so many different people who try to compartmentalize kind of like human behavior. Um, but as far as the descriptions go and the sort of like issues with this kind of person trying to self motivate, it's very speaking to my circumstances. So it's not going to become my bible but it is kind of like a guidepost so uh anyway uh sex in the city carrie decides to call it big again what's up with that i don't know the show's already so boring and it's like it's like in star wars where they use the prequels to just make the universe smaller i get that manhattan is an island but is it that small of an island she, I mean, that would be, that would make sense if she had just, like, bumped into him again. And I know that she did after their breakup and everything. But she made the choice after this funeral to call him up because she has some sort of, I don't know, brush with mortality or I don't get it. She smoked through a man's funeral and criticized his sister. I wouldn't call it a brush with mortality. Well, her own. She doesn't care about other people. Did you think we weren't going to see Big again, or did you think that he might come back? When no, I knew he'd there? come back. You knew it. Yeah, I knew it because I remember there was some time in, like, a while ago, somebody said something about they did, like, a texting poll or something to decide who Carrie would end up with. I don't know if they actually did that. It might have been a poll to see who uh, they thought he w- she would wind up with. I don't know. I don't know, but I know he comes back. Well, he's back. Yeah. Is it is it seven seasons of of them of this? What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Tell me that it's time to talk about Adventure Time already. I feel we're like we've fleshed this out pretty well. We're not quite there yet. I have one last thing to focus on, and that is uh, Samantha ends up um, making a move on a guy she's approaching for a donation to the uh, charity that is uh, like a recovery house or some sort of like, I don't know what, after this fashion designer has died. And she starts making out with him in his office. Uh, we find out it's his home office and his wife finds out apparently she's a really big mover and shaker in the social world. And she's basically persona non grata everywhere that she cares about. Um, and she appeals for like, she goes to the Don, the godfather of uh, waspy socialites to beg for clemency. And it turns out she like grabbed the ass of that woman's husband because Samantha gets around. Um, other people's spouses apparently and uh so she's not gonna get out of anything 
in the last scene that she's in, she's doing manual labor, God forbid, like pushing wheelbarrows of concrete around at the building site of this thing. And what pulls her out of the fate she's found herself in where she is no longer welcome in high society. She Leonardo meets- da Vinci's flying machines. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, who... A wonderful I, artist they, and a pederast. They backlit this guy so you couldn't see his face. And you can just be like filling in the blanks. Oh, of course, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. But the lighting is really poorly done. So you can see this person's face enough to know it is not uh, 1998 Leonardo DiCaprio, who is like in his early 20s or whatever. It is like some 40-year-old dude. Oh, yeah. The lighting was really bad. Samantha looked like a ghost. Oh, because she saw the light of God from Leonardo da Vinci's face. Yeah, it, like, scalded off her own forehead. All that was visible were her nostrils. Yeah, and her teeth. <laughs> well, anyway, that was a deus ex machina. Not just nostrils and teeth is the... That's, like, the signature look of the Habsburgs. <laughs> no, they're chins. <laughs> <laughs> the Habsburg chins. Oh, I... You already know that I am so fascinated by royalty the Habsburgs were a fascinating weird family they yes. really really like each other <laughs> yeah I mean it's all family with the Habsburgs <laughs> I wonder if they have any descendants who are like oh god damn it stuck with all these mutations because my cousins <laughs> my relatives and their cousins and their sisters and their aunts why maybe some of them were so severely inbred that they were infertile so maybe that spared future generations yeah that's a blessing they just turned into ligers and mules (laughs) what ligers and mules a lion tiger a mule they're infertile are they infertile yeah hybridization breeds like that are often infertile I um, I was listening to, I think, No Such Thing as a Fish, and somebody had a pony, and they didn't know it was pregnant, and then one morning they walk out, they bought it, they bought it, and they didn't know it was pregnant. I think it was a pony. Um, the other animal in the equation, I'm sure of. They walk out one morning, and there's a baby little, like, I can't think it have been a pony. It was something way weirder. But anyway, it was a half zebra, <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck? Um, I wonder, is that always the case? I thought if they were close enough in, like, uh, the kingdom, in the animal kingdom, they might not be infertile, but I don't know. No, I mean, you might be thinking of some interspecial stuff, like wolf dogs can make more wolf dogs. Dogs and coyotes can make coyote dog puppies, and those can have puppies. That was the story that they were talking about, is that the story that stemmed that discussion was that they had dogs guarding, like, sheep to keep uh, wolves at bay, and apparently the dogs and the wolves all mated, was what, was what, I don't know if you've listened to No Such Thing as a Fish, but they bring up one fact that they find fascinating, and then they spend, like, ten minutes talking about ancillary facts that kind of relate to that subject, so, on an animal inbreeding in that episode. Interesting. It's a Brit. Have you ever watched the show QI? No. Oh, it sounds for quite interesting. It's a British panel show where they, it's kind of like trivia and facts, and it's like things you wouldn't expect, and it's pretty funny, and a lot of comedians are on it. 
And these are the QI elves who um, actually like write the trivia questions and they uh, just sit and talk about their research once a week on the podcast. And it's lovely. They're British. It's always lovely to listen to British people talk. It's fine. What? I won't be taken in by those accents. Do you hate the royals or the British or both? I don't know. The British are just like, I'm so fancy and hibbly fibbly gibbly. <laughs> Tea and crumpets. Uh, I guess we're done talking about sex in the city. I guess we are. Let's talk about adventure time. Let's talk about adventure time. So we watched the tart, the two tarts. The other tarts. The other tarts. Uh, what did what did you do? Do you want to do the synopsis? Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. Uh, Princess Bubblegum has this like tart making operation, and she has to produce these wonderful tarts to bring to. Is it like a senate? Is that what they said it was? Yeah, it's some kind of uh, governmental gathering, and uh, they're vital that they get there in one piece because if they don't, she'll be beheaded. And she trusts uh, Finn and Jake to take them. And this, like, anti-gravity thing. Which, let's, like, hold on a second. If they're in this thing bobbing around, how come they aren't bobbing into each other and, like, getting all crushed up? Quantum. Ugh. That's your answer for everything. It's got to be good good quantum in that jar. Um, there's a road that they have to travel on, and it's generally safe. But uh, Finn is a little suspicious about how easy that might be and like let's like let's do something that's unexpected because definitely no thieves will be doing that and there's a potion that's also in this factory just hanging out like on a table that uh paralyzes whoever consumes it and a cinnamon bun (laughs) cinnamon cinnamon bun wants to take these it normally is the gingerbread guy what's his what's his name the tart toter yeah um, but he's gone cuckoo in the last couple of years so it's got to be somebody else uh and cinnamon bun would want to but he's half-baked um so finn puts some of that serum on some of the inferior tarts puts them in one of those anti-gravity chambers and sets cinnamon bun down the path that's expected thinking that'll be our decoy we'll take the real tarts with us and basically the entire time they are inviting trouble by taking harder paths and walking past people that may be interested in the tarts instead of just trying to sneak past them, engaging them and threatening them, and then losing tarts periodically through the way. Um, <laughs> I love the path that Cinnamon, so Cinnamon Bun get the pack of tarts, and he's going down the safe path, the recommended path, and it's like one huge... Uh, air bridge or yeah. sky tunnel or whatever it is uh, through through the Badlands and it's just staffed with these sort of little egg-shaped people and he gets to the first in the line of the little egg-shaped people and the guy says, can I hold that for you, sir? He's okay. And then it's just all the way down the line of these little people. They do kind of a rhythmic can I hold that for you, sir? Okay. Can I hold that for you, sir? Okay. And Cinnamon Bun is just walking alongside this pack of tarts that's being passed from person to person, jaunting his elbows and whistling. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> Finn and Jake have, like, 
do they make it to the Senate with like no tarts or two tarts? No tarts. Like. I think they just don't have any tarts. Yeah, because they've lost so many along the way. Um, and they see what appears to be Princess Bubblegum with her head uh, being prepared for execution. Um, and they fear they fear the worst, but it turns out that she was just bending over for the cutting of the tarts because they have the tarts and they're cinnamon buns tarts. Oh no, those are the bad tarts with the potion on them. They eat a piece and uh, everyone's fine. <laughs> and then it flashes to all the other uh, creatures that Finn and Jake had encountered who had eaten tarts are just paralyzed like in the air. <laughs> Don't get it in your mouth. It'll paralyze you forever. <laughs> uh, so uh, somehow um, they had messed up with who got which, which package and <laughs> cinnamon bun could have just taken them the whole time <laughs> without incident. Cause it worked out fine. Um. What, what did you like about this episode? What um, did you not like? I did. I did like, <laughs> you know, ironic. If you pay any attention to my personality and my habits, I liked that uh, <laughs> Finn's hubris came back to bite him again. Uh, and yeah, I have an issue with that myself. I know. Um, I. Um, it was charming and cute, and the, some of the gags were funny. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't quite as gut-wrenching as some of them have been, and some of them probably will be, but it was, it was fine. Gut-wrenching? What ones did you think were gut-wrenching? Well, whenever they talk about, like, how Finn was, like, abandoned, I guess, or whatever, as a baby, and then some of the darkness, and, like, talking about fear, and then, like, swimming in the ocean and seeing how a city had been buried at the bottom of the seabed, those are the things that I think are kind of dark and messed up. But, oh yeah, but it's not like emotionally. I'm not like traumatized by watching it. So maybe I'm overstating it by saying it's gut wrenching, but I do find those things to be more upsetting. Okay, sure. Okay, fair. What did you like about this episode? Uh, I like the new slang introduced. The little butterfly that holds them up with a laser gun. Um introduces the word bazoobs oh does that come back i don't remember but i have used it before because i really enjoy it <laughs> write the bazoobs now <laughs> i think the little slang swears are are very fun in this show mm-hmm. uh, i like that you saw a little more of ooh through the badlands mm-hmm. i really like when the tart toter came back <laughs> oh i forgot about that part Explain that. <laughs> so the, the old, crazy old tart toter comes back. He's not holding tarts. He's got a pigeon and a squirrel. And Princess Bonnabelle Bubblegum says, D- don't move. He he can't see us if we don't move. <laughs> and he gives this uh, kind of soliloquy about like the world turning and sweetness winning and it's really gibberish but the visual that goes along with that is all of these huge candies in space and lumpy space princesses there and like grab the donut as it flies away so he he gives this the speech and everybody's just standing there staring and when he's done finn finn goes ooh <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get that. Maybe I'll get that speech, uh, and I'll put it at the end of the episode. That speech was actually part of the fan poem that I read twelve times while we had technical difficulties. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about that. That was actually some time ago. We've been doing this for some time. Too now. long. No, not too long. Not... Long enough. More, more, more. Let's do this forever. We've been doing it long enough that we deserve some equipment and our five listeners deserve episodes that are like no more than 42 minutes long. We're working on that. It's we're too much. Of, we're being very tight today. That's what we said. We are. And, uh, and I think that we should take anybody up on their offer to help us with software or help or equipment mm-hmm. to kind of equalize the our terrible voices huh maybe speak, speak for yourself i i am <laughs> uh equalize the sound a little bit maybe just fade out a lot bit edit out things that clearly shouldn't be in here yeah yeah. You all have the power to make this better. Yeah, they're they're trying. No, and I mean, they asked more than... me and I was like, well, no, she said no. That's not what happened. If you say no because you're not listening, that's still you saying no. Am I a toddler? I don't know how to answer you. <laughs> Let's talk about the next episode of Adventure Time. Okay. This is fun. It's called To Cut a Woman's Hair. So, well, I forget what, what heroic thing they're, they're doing when they, when this starts. Oh, oh, they're feeding a family of birds. Oh, that's right. The baby birds, they're spitting, like, apples on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because mama bird, like, has a, has a hurt beak, so they're helping out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this tree witch, who has a, uh, like pattern baldness sees that they're heroes and asks them if they really are heroes and would they help her by getting her some princess hair so that she can feel beautiful. And Jake doesn't want to help her and I think Finn's kind of on the fence. But the long and short is that they they don't help anybody who's not in trouble. So she makes Jake be in trouble by sitting on him and starting to suck him up her bottomless bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. He's like, his fingernails are like scraping the ground as he starts to retract into her tuchus. Yeah. And for some reason, he just, he can't stretch anymore. I was wondering about that. Like, if I was, if I was Jake the dog, I would just start to expand. <laughs> bust on out of there. Well, we've seen a witch take away his powers before. That's true. That's because he ate donuts. Mm-hmm. I remember. So, Finn goes to like, a bunch of different princesses. Uh, this is the part where where you become your LSP now. I'm not LSP. You are LSP now. I'm not homeless. You are independent. You live in a rotting log in the forest, and you're excited about your beans. None of those things are true. Not even the independent part. Who, of... who do you live with? Myself and my cats. Uh-huh. I 
don't have any beans. That's because you're doing Whole30, I think, but I've seen you eat beans, and I've seen you get excited about beans. I guess being excited about hummus counts as being excited about beans. I've seen you be excited about beans. My life is so little in it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm LSP, and I'm apparently, like, living in a homeless encampment of one. Uh, It's her place that she set up all by herself. I love how um, when, when Finn is trying to cut her hair and she wakes up, she's not even, like, the littlest bit ashamed about her living situation. She's just all up in his business, like... You think I'm attractive type stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like she is so self-possessed that like this isn't even arranged itself in her mind as something to have to explain to him or something like that. (laughs) Um, And we find out that she has a very light coating of purple fuzz on her, I guess. Yeah. Like purple whiskers. Yeah. And it's princess hair. Yeah. So he, he doesn't really get enough. For for the bog witch, mm-hmm. bog witch is sucking Jake further and further up into his bum. You meet some more princesses. You meet Princess Beautiful, who died of baldness. Uh huh. Muscle princess who has bad hair because if she had pretty hair, no one would look at her muscles. Mm-hmm. And uh, Finn Finn kind of. Does a sort of sort of a cute. Do you think it was cute when he's like, Princess Bubblegum, c- come out into the woods. I'm going to make you dinner. I'm going to sing you this song. Here's spaghetti. <laughs> he um, he could be quite the little charmer with her if he really wanted to. Well, that's he was a very into helping Jake. Uh-huh. So but I know that he seems to have a crush on her too. That has been pretty apparent. Oh yeah, and he hasn't tried really putting the moves on her for any. I just realized that he and I might have the same type. Same what? In a tendency in this book where he's not willing to like put the moves on the princess himself only when there's an external need for him to do so. This book is blowing my mind is what I'm saying. Cool book. <laughs> um, he makes her spaghetti and he's like shoveling hot spaghetti into her mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> that she likes spaghetti. Mm-hmm. He asks for some of her hair and she thinks it's, you know, like, like a, you know, cute thing. So she Mm -hmm. gives him a little, like, basically breaks off a wad of her hair. And he runs it back to the witch and it turns out that, as, as it says on the box, that's just bubblegum. It's not, it's not keratin based hair. No. So she's just going to suck Jake up her bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Finn really tears into her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, he, I don't love that he equated her external ugliness with her internal ugliness. She was going to kill his friend. I know, but... Um, thought he was above that no i mean her her premise was if i can be beautiful on the outside then i will be beautiful on the inside 
his retort eventually to that was you're not beautiful on either. Yes. And being beautiful on the outside doesn't make you less of a, I don't know, a criminal who's sucking a dog up her bum. And a then kid, a kidnapper. Yes. Then Finn um, asks if it's critical that it's princess hair and it's not. It just has to be beautiful. He takes off his hat and oh my God, where did all that hair come from? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a gif of that that I think we should share on Twitter tomorrow since our production schedule is so last minute of him whipping his hat off and his eyes are all anime sparkling and his hair is <laughs> flowing out into the wind it's longer than his body. He's, he goes, ha ha! <laughs> it's this golden blonde sheet of hair and it's like implausible that it fit under that hat he was wearing. And uh, I like this because, you know, you've noticed that Finn always wears this hat. Mm-hmm. You may have wondered, is this like a, a gimmick that lasts forever? Like there are, there are other hat gimmicks in other cartoons where a character wears a hat and they just, it, it never comes off. And that might even be a plot point where the, the hat is missing or is a tragedy. Um, Finn just happens to wear that hat. And he has hair underneath it. And there's the hair. And you can take off the hat whenever he wants. Um, he gives it to the witch. And I just evolved the Alolan version of Diglett in Pokemon Go. And she basically looks like that. Oh, yeah. Like Fabio, but longer hair. Yeah. She's happy. Jake is unsucked up a butt. It. It ended well. Yeah, except she is going to go be evil. Oh, that's right. Because she still is an evil witch. Yeah. But they got Jake back. Yeah, like she lures a butterfly into her palm by making a flower on her finger and she eats it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode? Mm-hmm. I thought some of the gags with the other princesses when Finn was so desperately trying to get their hair was pretty funny. Like when he um, tries to dig up that princess, the beautiful princess, and he basically just sets her bald skeleton free. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows who he is. Yeah. Somehow. Oh, thanks, thanks Finn. Finn. <laughs> uh, um, there's got to be more to that lumpy space princess stuff. And I, and I know that they'll probably come back to it and flesh that out. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, so that that intrigues me. Um, I didn't like the, the witch. I didn't like her at all. Um, That's probably good. I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. So it's whatever. There were some funny gags in this one. That's true. I'd like to see Finn uh, try to woo Princess Bubblegum um, for realsies. That would be nice. Okay. Well, remember, he is 12. And how old is she? She's 19. Well, he ages, right? Oh, yeah. Is this like a... So does she. That's how age works. <laughs> Princess Amidala and um, Anakin Skywalker, where it's clear she's much older than he is. And then, like, you get to, like, season four and all of a sudden he's 25. 
<laughs> All of a sudden, he's hating Christensen. <laughs> That's two prequel references. We um, need to not watch much Star Wars. So there's a BBC uh, fictional serialized show called Rome. Mm-hmm. And they had um, Octavia Caesar, uh, Atia of the Julii's son. And they, for the last season of that show, straight up replaced the actor because the kid just did not grow up to look kingly. <laughs> and they flat replaced him with somebody who didn't even look the same. I had desperate times. And everyone's like, this is fine. There are only so many actors on this little island. That's true. My mom and um, all, all during my childhood watched a lot of British stuff. And a lot of the actors would be in the same things as, like, she would constantly be watching shows that had the same actors in them. And she's like, they only have, like, 20. They just have to recycle them. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbunch's mom was one of, was a Doctor Who companion. hmm Like, way back when. Mm-hmm. So they just keep them in a little corral. Oh, yeah. And, um... The corral? It's called England. So the new Doctor... They're not allowed to leave. The new doctor, I don't know what number this is, 13. She was on Broadchurch with David Tennant. 12. Was 10. Is she 12? Or no, yeah, 13. I just, I never watched any of the Peter Capaldi ones. I haven't either. I'm still stuck on 10. I haven't gotten past that. But anyway, she was on Broadchurch and then uh, with uh, David Tennant. And anyway, you'll if you watch British television, what am what did I just watch? Oh, I just watched the first season of Killing Eve, and one of the detectives she's not a detective; she's like a, a secret service type CIA agent is Aunt Petunia from the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> like, like whoa! I don't expect you to be in a role that I kind of like you because Aunt Petunia. Anyway, British actors. There's only like twelve of them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, what did you like about this episode? Uh, I liked seeing the different princesses. Um, I thought that you would appreciate more that there was really... It it wasn't just a rote hero story about altruism. Finn had to face this chaotic, bad person Mm -hmm. for no really satisfying reward. Like, she's not going to be good. Right. So maybe Finn, uh, you know, did what he could until he couldn't and just got away safely. Yeah, I suppose. I thought you'd like that. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't take quite that from it. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know you're always rooting for something bad to happen to Finn because he's like a a classic hero i don't root for something bad to happen i just um, you just want something bad to happen i dislike the trope where he does something unconventional and it just works out and i've seen way less of that this season than last season and i will hand it that but um i guess yeah overall that's an improvement in this like trope for the heroics is like his crazy schemes aren't really working. 
Yeah, because they're bad ideas. And the show knows they're bad ideas. They're going to let Finn find out that they're bad ideas. Well, it's working more now than it did in the first season. Yes. The show is, is developing. Yes. All right. So okay. tell about this, this dumb book for your pop culture. Shout out. You want me to say any more? Uh, I don't know. What is it called? Who is it by? What do you like about it? Why are you reading it? Did your therapist provide this for you? No, actually, someone at work gave it to me a long time ago when I started to discuss my um, intentions to become potentially like a manager or start looking at leadership development. And I finally decided that I should start reading it. Um, It's actually the podcast that Gretchen Rubin does. It's called Happier. I listened to it for a little while. It didn't really hook me in um I may go back to it but um I am looking a little bit more about my looking more into my like development as a human being which probably should have been completed about 15 years ago but you know whatever you do what you can um and it's basically trying to learn what some of my inherent barriers are to success how I keep getting in my own way and trying to figure out a way around them and uh, it's really hard work to like confront what it is about yourself that makes your life difficult but I'm working on it um, it's a healthy process but it's hard um, that's not nearly as fun as most of my pop culture recommendations are it's, that's fun great do you have anything to recommend um, say about adopting some hermit crabs from the Oregon Hermit Crab Rescue, which we have one. An Oregon Hermit Crab Rescue. Yeah. Yeah. What would you name them? Oh, I don't know. The the appeal is just that you can you get all their tank stuff set up, feed them regularly, make sure the water and humidity is good, clean them out like once a year. And they can live for 20 years. So like a low maintenance pet that you, you don't even kiss. You just admire it from a distance. Hmm. That can last forever. This might be kind of a nice contrast to high maintenance babies that need to be cleaned all the time. And they don't live for 20 years. Hermit cubs would not be replacing any of these babies. And... Obviously, we're like, I'm pretty locked into this rescue. I've got four T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I you gave me a T-shirt. I haven't taken it home yet, but I've got one now. Oh yeah, I wondered if you had seen that. I did. I just haven't had a chance to take it with me anywhere because I've always been headed somewhere else when I saw it. But I will take it home. Yeah, um, they're nice shirts. They're comfortable and well made, and they're I'm gonna, organic. I'm gonna rep the rescue on my free time. It's been great. Yeah, they're super cute shirts. Actually, I think they are. Oh, and we are doing uh, kind of informal online orders. So if you would like to get in touch with the rescue, uh, get in touch with the rescue and we can probably work something out where we sell you a shirt online. Okay. Uh, maybe we can post the link on the Twitter too to the uh, rescue's website. Yeah. We should do that all the time. Well, it'll be the Facebook page. Kate's handling all of that. Anyway, well, yeah. I'm, I'm for my pop culture push i'm just saying that we have a, a hermit crab rescue in oregon and it's pretty cool yay shall we do our shout outs to people who listen that we know of yeah 
Okay. Are you ready for the the shout out chant? Yes. Okay. Emily. Taylor. Emily. Kate. Will. Kristen. Lisa. Kristen. Sam. Secret listener Jordan. Um. Yeah, I think that might be it of the people we know listen. Yep. But apparently, I know this is blowing your mind and you don't believe it, even though I send you screenshots. Most of our most recent episodes have upwards of 100 listens. We have one that's closing in on 400 listens. That's like fake news Russian bots. Swear to God. Even if it's them starting the podcast and then piecing out, it counts as a play. (laughs) (laughs) Then why won't they talk to us on Twitter? I know. Right? Taylor didn't even talk to us today. No, he didn't. And Kristen actually replied to a post on Facebook yesterday. So she is our, like, gold star only Facebook interactor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When we get better software and sound equipment, which I am now fully conscious of us discussing and am agreeing to. Jesus Christ. People are going to hang around. Yeah. No, because it'll be fun. Because it'll be, like, you know, reasonable sized episodes. Do you want to hear Kingsley meowing when I pet him? No. Why? Because I, we always, see, this is one of the things I would cut out with the software. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my cats are taking over my life. Oh my gosh, I have no control of my condominium. (laughs) That's not how I Cat sound, cat sound, cat sound. He's trying to bite me right now. Oh, I'm going to describe what my pets is doing. Pet, 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 cat. I'm going to get crabs to look at for 20 years and never touch. You touch them when you take them out to clean. Once a year? You're going to touch this crab 20 times. The crabs need homes. Okay. The crab rescue is very full of crabs. I'm just saying I relate. I want to help this, like, tiny rescue that's run by two girls. (laughs) No, it's I don't even think they're... I don't know if they're adult women. There's so much to be done for so many animals. It's true. So maybe we'll get some purple pinchers. Well, um, for those type of of crap, for those of you who actually want to interact with us, Taylor, you can find us on Twitter at sex time pod and Kristen on Facebook sex time podcast you guys know where to go do more of it because that this is insufficient yeah well we would like a little more and uh hopefully on our next one we will have a special guest emily who is real oh yeah emily who is definitely real yeah she wasn't able to do the last one and we got taylor and but she's real and she's a person and you'll hear her soon yeah you'll definitely hear her soon and if we have to postpone again, it's not because she's fake. Yeah. She's my real friend. Yeah. Did you hear that, Kelly? She's my real friend. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> okay, I guess that's all for us today. We've kept it to under an hour, which is a miracle. Um, so thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode. And all of this vitriol towards each other, which we cannot hold back any longer. <laughs> thanks for listening to Sex Time. Bye.
The Royal Tarts have arrived. <gasps> the old Tart Toter. Nobody move. He can't see or hear, but he can feel your movement. Hello? Eat my tarts? This cosmic dance of bursting decadence and withheld permissions twists all our arms collectively, but if sweetness can win, and it can, then I'll still be here tomorrow to high-five you yesterday, my friend. Peace. Sheesh. <laughs>